This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 68, How to Share Financial Knowledge with Your Tribe. Traditional financial planning is no longer working, and in the new normal economy, your hosts, Mark Willis and Holly Bach, invite you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast. I'm Mark Willis, and with me in the studio today is always lovely Holly Bach. Welcome, Holly. Hello. Thank you, Mark. So I have an announcement. Uh, We'll uh, put this at the front of the episode. We're always looking for new people to review our episodes. We need more reviews uh, from all those listening. The the more five-star reviews we get, the more people will see us when they search for episodes on finance or banking or any of the other topics we're sharing on these episodes. And straight up, I'm just going to say it, we are not above bribery here. So uh, if you'd like to uh, leave us a five-star review, I will gladly send you a copy of the New York Times bestselling book, The Bank on Yourself Revolution, completely free, uh, either Kindle or you know, um, postal mail, however you like to read your books. Uh, But yeah, if you have any questions about how to leave us a a review, just go to our website, uh, which is notyouraveragefinancialpodcast.com. Click on the appropriate button there and uh, you'll see it says subscribe or uh, listen via Apple Podcasts. And you can go straight to Apple Podcasts and uh, leave us a review. Any any other thoughts on that, Holly? No, sounds good. Let's do this. All right. So we're going to jump into some fun, I think, content this time around. Because for a lot of families, and I don't know if you've experienced this, Holly, but a lot of families, a lot of friends, just they'll talk about just about anything for hours, you know, the, the Eagles and the Cowboys for hours. But when it comes to their money, uh, what might have a big impact on their lives is very little uh, that folks are willing to share with each other. Mm-hmm. So many of our episodes on this podcast are focused on exploding financial, uh, traditional financial thinking, unpacking very different ways to think about money. And for a lot of our listeners, uh, they tell us that when they start to listen to some of our episodes, they really begin to see money differently uh, as if it's a, sort of a paradigm shift, a lot of sort of like waking up from the matrix or maybe Dorothy landing in the Wizard of Oz, or, or children, uh, those children from the uh, Chronicles of Narnia walking through the wardrobe. Uh, so for many of our children, the old world of Wall Street and banks, credit cards, seems like a distant dream or, uh, or maybe a nightmare, right, that they'd rather not return to. Uh, so speaking of great stories, we believe that around here at our firm at Lake Growth Financial Services, uh, that if we fit into your story anywhere, Um, Think of us like Morpheus in The Matrix, helping Neo fulfill his destiny. We're more like Obi-Wan Kenobi, if uh, you, our listeners, like uh, Luke Skywalker. We're more like Gandalf than Frodo in Lord of the Rings. You are the hero of your own story. Now Mark got in all of his I got to get them all in. Yeah, yeah, Uh, (laughs) exactly. Um, You know, we're the splinter for your Ninja Turtle, okay? Oh, no. So so you're you're working through your journey with your finances and your money in relationship to uh, money in your life. So uh, learning what to take with you on your journey, what to leave behind, these are all super important things. And if we can just be, you know, a guide to you you and help you through those tight spots, like when Obi-Wan Kenobi was helping Luke escape Tatooine, right? Um, 
Is is uh, who's who's the snowman on Frozen? Is he kind of like the the guide? Olaf. Olaf. Are we Olaf? Um, no, no, not really. I, okay, I don't. I don't it's like been it. A, no, it's been a while <laughs> since I've seen that movie, and I think they're making a sequel. But yeah. uh, regardless, you know, we we know that you're going to be successful in doing the work uh, when you meet your financial milestones, without going insane or giving away your precious time or treasure. I know that you'll be satisfied. You'll be excited to even share some of this with others that you care about. So if you are the hero, if you're Frodo, then who is your fellowship? Who is your tribe? You know, Luke Skywalker needed Princess Leia, Han Solo, Chewbacca, uh, maybe the Wookiee, I don't know, uh, to fulfill his destiny. Frodo needed a, a, a fellowship of the ring. Even superheroes need help. I mean, the Avengers keep casting more and more and more and more people on those movies. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the latest one has almost as many people as the whole planet. So I guess we're all Avengers now. <laughs> uh, the, the cast is so long. But where is your tribe, uh, dear listener? Where is your tribe? Yeah, and for some people, they have a you know, healthy, vibrant, encouraging community ready to, to support them in their journey. Um, however, you, know, you may be going to spend time with friends and family this holiday season who maybe don't support or believe in the financial future that you're choosing. Right. Now, I don't know if that's your situation specifically, and you, know, you might need to cut and run. Um, in other words, it might be that you need to leave behind maybe your friends and family in their innocent but ignorant shire, as it were, um, in order to take on your new, bold, meaningful adventure toward for, towards fulfilling your financial desti- destiny, uh, to help you reach financial independence, to leave a legacy, or whatever your financial milestone might look like. So if your family is kind of constantly pulling you down like a bucket of rocks, constantly grabbing at your toes and dragging you back into their bucket of financial misery, it might be that you need to break free from that and find a new fellowship. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's quite an image. Uh, so yeah, but before you hit that escape hatch, you know, it's better not to, to you know, leave the camp, so to speak. Wouldn't it be awesome to revolutionize your part of the matrix? Wouldn't it be great to share your excitement? Wouldn't it be amazing if you could tip over that bucket and let all of your family run free? Or like Neo, if you could re-enter the, your matrix and wake up your entire community? You know, if these concepts that we've been sharing on this podcast have been meaningful to you, who else do you know who needs to know about these strategies? Who else? Who else does uh, comes to mind when you think about people who need freedom, real freedom from banks, credit cards, finance companies? Who else do you know who have been doing things, quote, the right way for their entire lives, but only to have it blow up in their face uh, while other people take profits off their back? How would you do that? Holly? Yeah. So how would you do that? Um, You know, I mean, it can feel overwhelming to try to unravel someone's entire way of thinking. Wow. Trust us. We know (laughs) all day, every day, we're trying to help people kind of unravel all the different layers of their thinking regarding and kind of surrounding finances. And it's not easy. You know, it's kind of like pulling back the layers of an onion where it's like you kind of hit on one point and you pull back one layer. Then you got to keep going deeper and deeper till you get at the core of what they're holding on to and mm. why they're not willing to change their thinking, perhaps. Yeah, I love that. Well, there you go. Uh, so if, if uh, ogres are onions, uh, isn't that a, a, a who is that? Uh, Shrek? Yeah, yeah. Are we the, the donkey in that? In that? Okay, all right, we'll <laughs> keep going. You keep making us the comedic <laughs> relief. <laughs> yeah. All right, in, all right. In all of it. 
Um, and mm, yeah, you know, it is though. It's 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 a layers of onions. I mean, it's a layer of uh, of onion over layer upon layer of beliefs and structures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, all that to say, it's not easy, right? So it's not easy to kind of start to unravel that with someone. And we're also busy, right? So we might yeah. only be able to get in, you know, one comment or two before they have to rush off to the next meeting, pick up the kids from soccer practice, and you know, like they just have to get on to the next thing. And banks aren't oblivious to this. You know, they say if we can just keep people busy enough, they'll never stop working for us and paying us Mm, and wake up to the truth. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, so we, we certainly don't know all the details of your specific situation with your family or your friends. I mean, money is a complicated topic. Uh, it, and it can easily unravel into unhealthy places. So, you know, uh, there are a few tips, however, that we might share with you on this episode to help you in sharing your excitement with some of the financial freedom that comes with being your own source of financing. And I'd love to spend some time today on today's episode describing some tips and tactics for sharing your excitement and waking people up from the slavery uh, that they're in in the financial system. So first, I thought maybe I'd share sort of what doesn't work. I mean, I've certainly seen this conversation go sideways. Uh, So we've definitely seen what does not work. When trying to change someone's mind, uh, it can really just fail miserably if we're not careful. So here are a few of my favorites. Uh, So, you know, for example, uh, failure number one, if you just send someone a book uh, that they need to read with no comment or no conversation before or after sending the book, um, that usually doesn't go over well. Usually that book becomes a doorstop, you know, or, uh, you know, maybe even it could be in- interpreted as offensive. What do you think? I don't have my money figured out. Uh, I've got to read this book from you now. Okay. Uh, even worse to do it as a Christmas present. Now this might be a pet peeve of mine, but it's sort of like saying, you know, for Christmas, right? Uh, I sort of see that you've got money problems over there. Uh, so let me give you this gift to just solve all your uh, uh, worries, right? <laughs> so that's maybe not the right way to do it. Another way that I just, I sort of see doesn't work or fails is just by sort of living the good life or, or being a good example and never bringing it up, never verbally talking about it. A lot of people think that just by showing that their own financial stuff is figured out, being a good example will somehow cause someone else to come up to you and say, hey, you know, I noticed you're financially stress-free. No, it's, it's very rare that people come over and say that. You know, hey, you know, Holly, you've, you've always got this peaceful, radiant financial glow about you. <laughs> you must have a huge net worth. You know, I, I just have never heard anybody say that. I, I don't know about you. I have not either. <laughs> so, so what are some tips? What can we do? What are some ways we can do it well so that our desire um, of sharing our excitement uh, comes to pass? Yeah, I think the first tip is just setting your intention. So if you truly care about someone and you you really want to help them kind of come to the same maybe enlightenment, um, you know, to use dramatic terms, we've been, you know, a lot of drama in today's episode, um, kind of bring them to the same level of enlightenment that you've experienced, then just let them know, like let them know what your intentions are and let them know up front. So, you know, as we mentioned, we're all busy. So that first thing we really need to do is kind of set that intention. Um, and we have to know what we want to do and what we want to say and to let our friend or colleague or family member, whomever it may be, aware of our desire to kind of share maybe some heavier, you know, or not heavy, but just kind of share some real things with Mm -hmm. them. Um, And, you know, 
they'll kind of need to show up in the same manner, right? You know, you wouldn't necessarily want them walking into it thinking it's just going to be um, maybe, I don't know, just kind of like a totally carefree, yeah. you know. water cooler talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, let them know, hey, there are some, like, really important things that have impacted my life financially that I would just love to have the opportunity to share with you. Like, would you give me, you know, the time and attention required Mm -hmm. for that? Yeah. Well, you know, I I think that's really smart. And maybe it even starts internally yourself. Maybe it means making a list in your your journal or in uh, some sort of to-do list or somewhere where you will go back to it throughout the year. Who are the people literally writing their names down? Now, I know that sounds corny, but, you know, if that is all it takes to help break someone free, from financial malaise or, um, you know, uh, financial insanity, then I would do that. Uh, So setting your intention, that's a great first tip, Holly. And I I think back to a conversation that I had with a mentor of mine from graduate school. Now, he was not at all connected. He was not a financial planner. He was a professor. So not at all incentivized financially to talk to me about bank on yourself. He simply saw the insanity that Katrina and I were stuck in, spinning our wheels super hard to get out of our student loan debt that we had. So he literally came to visit us. He flew 1,100 miles out of his way, spent the, the free three, four days with us uh, it, to just come and be with us. And he had a couple of things. He, I mean, obviously, we're friends and everything, but he intentionally came to us in part to share some of these strategies in the flesh with us. So I thought that was an awesome, you know, just approach. He was very intentional about that. So the second tip is to set your calendar. Now, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll never see a simple tweetable comment uh, on the Twitter sphere that will break <laughs> somebody's worldview, okay? Sorry, um, you know, any famous tweet, uh, Twitterers out there. There's just not really going to be a, you know, mind-blowing, change-your-entire-life tweet. Uh, so it, it's not going to be done over 140 or even 260 characters. So we have to make it intentional and we have to schedule a time to have a real conversation, to have an important discussion. It just simply takes a little bit of time. So, you know, when I was sitting down with my mentor uh, for breakfast, one of the mornings he was with us, he caught our attention. He said he had some important things he wanted to share with us while he was here in Chicago with us. He said that it might take about an hour or so to discuss the topic. So, and I would agree, I would say to really do a financial conversation justice, you'd need about at least about 45 minutes to an hour. Would you agree with that, Holly? Yeah. I mean, I think that there's different versions of it, right? Right. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, if someone's really overwhelmed by the idea of an hour, um, whether it's you Mm -hmm. (laughs) who might be talking to them or even the person that's like, hey, I don't have an hour. Um, I mean, I hope they'd have an hour to potentially change their life. But if they don't, you know, you could probably come up with like a 30-minute version um, that you could then say, hey, now that we've talked for 30 minutes, you know, there's a whole lot more to this. Would you be willing to enough, you know, to do another 30 minutes at another point? Right. Um, so I don't think, you know, just that's the recommendation, you know, yeah. would maybe be an hour. I don't think it's like an hour or not at no. all. Don't mm-hmm. bother, yep. you know? Um, but yeah, to kind of really go through the whole thing, an hour is probably about what you would need. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and so just as a teaser for our next tip here, um, we will be providing a little worksheet to help solidify your understandings and even to make this conversation as easy as possible for you and also for the person that you care as much about to bring into your financial uh, uh, tribe, so to speak. So speaking of teaser, the third tip is to set the table, set the table. And you can do that with an appetizer or a teaser. 
Okay, so uh, when we were speaking with our mentor, he had mentioned to us uh, as he was saying, hey, we're going to need about an hour or so to discuss this concept. Uh, he re- he said, hey, let's let's leave on, uh, let's put it at, you know, next morning at uh, 9 a.m. And here's the reminder, here's the teaser for the topic. It's bank on yourself. So that's uh, what we sort of set up to sort of anticipate for that meeting. Just something that got Katrina and I thinking about it, aware of it, that it wasn't going to be talking about, you know, uh, football or, you know, some other topic that it was going to be on money. It was going to be on finances, self-banking, bank on yourself. That would be a great third tip uh, is to sort of set the table. Uh, the fourth tip is to really hold the conversation within a short period of time from the uh, original invitation. So in other words, don't let too much time lapse between, you know, when you first in- invite someone to that coffee conversation, let's say, or a meeting or a phone call or a Skype call, uh, typically we say somewhere around one to two weeks is a good amount of time where folks are at least aware that it's coming and they don't let life get in the way in between the uh, initial invitation and the actual conversation. Any thoughts on that, Holly? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that that makes a lot of sense just because, you know, they may have kind of given their permission at one point, but you let it be too long, then they'd be like, oh, like, I forgot about that. Let's not even worry about right. it you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. There's just that disconnect and that's what you want to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our fifth tip here is to um, kind of like, you know, kind of create the setting or be mindful of the setting of the conversation as well. So make sure that you're having the conversation in a quiet, focused environment, um, perhaps not the best environment to have, you know, kind of kids running around in the background that, um, you know, could potentially be an easy out, right? Um, and I mean, I guess I don't necessarily know exactly how this works. I don't have children of my own. But, um, you know, if you start, you know, if they started to feel like uncomfortable in this situation, I'm sure they could easily come up with something they have to help their child with or mm-hmm. do for their child mm-hmm. or, you know, or even if they just start randomly screaming in the middle of the conversation, you know, they're obviously going to want to go help. Who, the friend or the child? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I guess the child <laughs> okay. was what I was thinking, but I guess it could be either way. <laughs> if my friend um, just starts randomly screaming, we got other things to talk about. All right, anyway. Yeah, and so just, you know, being mindful of the set. Setting. Um, also, probably not doing it during work, you know, when you're you're both on the clock and then they can at any point be like, oh, I, I got to start working now um, or, you know, any other distractions. I would say, right. you know, a, a coffee shop is probably, you know, a good location if you kind of want to just like go out somewhere. You could do it in a coffee shop or restaurant over lunch. Mm-hmm. Brunch is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love brunch. Oh, there so. you go. Um, I'm all about that. And so, yeah, just kind of being mindful of that setting and just making sure that you're kind of setting yourself up for, um, you know, the, the best success. But mm-hmm. I mean, I know all these tips is kind of making it sound like it's going to be this crazy, intense conversation. Um, and maybe it will be in some aspects, but it doesn't need to necessarily come across in that way. Right. So, you know, yes, you should ask them if they would, they'd be open to having this conversation with you. Yes, you should. Um, give them an expectation of what you're going to talk about, how long it's going to take, and kind of do that setting. But that doesn't mean it needs to come across to them as intense as we're making it sound, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, really, at the end of the day, you can text your friend, your family, whoever it is, just be like, hey, would you be willing to have, you know, a conversation with me about some cool financial stuff I've learned about, you know, sometime in the next week? I mean, it. it can be as easy as that, you yeah. know, and then they'll that's be a tweetable like, right there. Yeah, that's yeah. tweetable. And so then, you know, then they'd be like, sure, sounds great. And you'd be like, okay, how about coffee? You know, like, 
you know, whoever, you know, spouse can watch the kids, whatever needs to happen. And then so it can really be that simple, even though we're giving you these guidelines. It doesn't need to be as intense as we're making it sound. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think it's smart to also give them an end time. You know, hey, this will only take 45 minutes or whatever. So that they know that there's a there's a stopping point to this um, financial conversation. They have that out. They don't have to start screaming in the middle of the conversation. Just kidding. <laughs> I right. wasn't referring to them. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Great. No, that's that makes great sense. Great tip, uh, Holly. That's awesome. I love, you know, it is the environment that matters uh, quite a bit. So let's do tip number six. Now, this is this is maybe a, uh, an important one. Once we've kind of set the stage, what do we actually talk about? What in the world are we going to actually sit down looking that person in the eyes? It can be intimidating. So the good news is you don't need to be an expert in finance or a PhD in your bank on yourself strategy or even get all the facts straight in your conversation. Uh, no, there's no regulator sitting between you and your friend. You might even say stuff wrong. Okay, don't worry about that. Uh, it's simpler is better and rely on your story. Just simply share how it's helped you. You don't have to get into what are paid up edition writers or what's a non-direct recognition loan. Don't worry about the vocabulary. Just talk about yourself. You're the best expert on yourself. Talk about yourself and how this new mindset more than just a product, more more to the mindset, how these concepts have impacted you and your life. I mean, everybody likes good stories. And like all good stories, everyone's story should start with something like once upon a time. Okay, what was your financial life like before you became more intentional about your money? How did banks, how did finance companies, how did Wall Street sim- simply control your financial destiny? Talk about your feelings. Uh, I know it sounds a little woo-woo there, but talk about how the feelings negatively impacted or even frustrated you about where life was taking you, okay? What's the second part of a good story, Holly? Yeah, and so kind of the second part that you'll want to enter into after kind of setting the table of, you know, what things were like before is to explore conflict. So what came to your attention that brought on this um, you know, new spin on an old problem. So what was it that, you know, kind of brought you to be exploring for something else and looking for something else? So how did the bank on yourself strategy help you overcome whatever that conflict was? Uh, maybe it was paying off some old debt. Maybe it was reallocating some of your portfolio away from the volatile stock market or real estate markets. Maybe it was just simply putting your money toward a specific goal, such as paying for your children's college or retirement. Um, and how did the work you did and the advice you took uh, to action make a difference for you and the people you care about? What do you believe about who you are now that's different about money than who you were before? Wow, that's really cool. How, what do you believe about who you are? Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. huge. Good. And you can go in and make this story as long or as complicated as you want, or you could even bring in talking points kind of written down on a napkin just to kind of help you stay on track. I mean, the point is you don't have to stress too much about this. Just continually right. remind yourself to share your feelings and do not feel like you have to get all the particulars absolutely accurate. If you do your job right, they'll catch the feeling of what you're conveying and will simply want to learn more if they want to feel the way that you felt after taking the steps in your financial success journey. And I would even say, you know, some of you might be hearing this like, well, I don't know my story. I don't know this. And it's like, well, actually you do. I mean, if you've worked with us, you're a client with us here at Lake Growth, you do because this is the story you told us and we've heard it. Mm-hmm. And we hear yep. people, the you know, these stories all day, every day when we sit down with people and we're kind of going over their financial situation. 
I mean, it's not always in these exact questions we're asking, but we're really getting at all of this information. You know, we're saying, hey, like, what's going on in your situation? Where did you start out? What brought you to here? Why are we having this conversation? So we're really kind of asking a lot of these questions. So you've told your story once, Mm -hmm. you know, if if you've talked with us. So now it's just a matter of, you know, sharing it with others too, besides us. Love that. Yeah. Well, and it does mean sometimes that when people hear your story, they may or may not react the way you hoped that they would. Uh, So again, Uh, Your desire, hopefully, is nothing more to give them an invitation to an awareness of something they may have been blind to before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to break free from the matrix, uh, some people just aren't ready to. You know, even Neo, you know, back when he was Mr. Anderson, right, before he woke up, so to speak, from the matrix, he was unhappy with his life. And he something uh, called to him to take that red pill rather than the blue pill to go back to his life as, as kind of a, you know, worker bee as Mr. Anderson, he woke up with the red pill. Think of how many people are still buried in the matrix, you know, whether their life is happy uh, or it's uh, the the life that they believe that they should have. Uh, They may have chosen the blue pill, you know, if given the same circumstance, if they were completely satisfied with their cubicle life uh, or their their uh, bank-controlled life, you might say. If someone chooses the blue pill, so to speak, after you have that conversation with them and share your heart, don't be discouraged. You know, know that your responsibility to them was simply to share what you've learned. And they may or may not take what you've shared with them. Uh, and they might take it and ponder on it and get back to you in a year even. Uh, I've seen all those situations happen, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, okay, so we've talked about the conversation, but how do you really dive into what is Bank on Yourself? So many people have read books on this and lived it for years, but how do you distill it down to as like the core elements at the very simple, simplest form? Holly, how would you, let me give that one to you. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, some people might be willing to just kind of sit there and have that conversation with you and they'll, you know, kind of get to the end of it and they'll be like, they're just kind of willing to listen to your feelings and and how um, your situation changed. And they'll be like, great, I'd love to learn more. And then maybe that's when you can kind of like bow out and give Mm -hmm. them the book or give them our information. But you know, not everyone's necessarily that way. You know, if you're talking to someone that is a little bit more anal- analytical um, in their thinking, they might be like, well, what is this? You know, what is that thing mm-hmm. that um, What's in the bag? You're, you're talking about? What is it that you did? You know, what mutual fund are you a part of? Um, and, you know, so you could obviously say, well, it's a strat- financial strategy called bank on yourself. And then if they're like, well, what is that? And you're like, uh, you know, sometimes it can kind of be hard to um, explain it without going down like the whole rabbit hole, right? So you start spiraling where you're like, well, it's whole life insurance, but it's not normal whole life insurance. And you kind of like just fall. Um, um, been there myself. Um, however, what we have just kind of like a handy little acronym that we use to help people um, explain it in a simple, concise way that doesn't necessarily um, make you fall down the rabbit hole too far. So um, the bank, you know, what we would say, so here's kind of our most simple and straightforward way that we've come up with to describe this bank on yourself concept. And it's the bank on yourself concept uses the 160 plus year old tool of dividend paying whole life insurance designed and modernized for maximum cash accumulation. 
And this strategy has four main attributes with a lot more besides. And so we remember, you know, these four attributes by the acronym TGIF. So it should be easy enough to Ooh, understand. Oh, I like it already. Right? TGIF. All right. TGIF. Um, and so the T, what does the T stand for? It stands for tax advantages. So, you know, you could just leave it at that and say, hey, this strategy has some tax advantages. If you wanted to jump into it a little bit more, you could say, you know, the tax advantages just include tax-free access to my cash in and even before my retirement. Mm, okay, cool. Give me a T. All right, give me a G. Yeah. <laughs> G stands for uh, guarantees. And so the fact that this concept and this strategy um, provides certain guarantees. So it has guaranteed cash accumulation and also that your gains are locked in for the rest of your life. So it's guaranteed that your money can never lose value at any point. Love that. Uh, I, what does I stands for, stand for? Um, I stands for inheritance. So the fact that this strategy is going to allow you to leave an inheritance behind. Um, really, insurance is the only asset that automatically leaves your family more value than you could have ever saved while you were alive. Okay. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, any one of these three so far, I just pick it for enough. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, all right. Um, Finalize it with the F. And then the F stands for financing. So just the fact that they're, you know, this is where it might get a little bit stickier. Someone's like financing. What does that even mean? Um, Well, really, it just kind of, you know, you know what it means. But um, just letting them know that there is a way that you can use this strategy to kind of recapture some of that interest that you pay for major purchases like cars, homes, college educations, business expenses, and, you know, really anything else. Beautiful. You know, and we always talk about bank on yourself. I guess I want to pull over for a minute. So the T, the G, the I, the F, uh, those are all uh, awesome acronyms, I think, that really just help elucidate or make clear the the way this strategy works. Um, But, you know, bank on yourself itself is a registered trademark of uh, uh, another organization that we're a part of. Uh, And we're sharing it with you now with permission by uh, Pamela Yellen and Bank on Yourself's team. Uh, Of course, this podcast episode, of course, all of our podcast episodes are really just our own opinions, not opinions of Bank on Yourself or Pamela Yellen, who coined the term. But part of the reason why we love using that term is because she has been so clear about how to protect the language, the organization itself, the brand, the trademark. It's just, I think it, it makes all the difference when someone's searching for this on the web. So, you know, we just always want to kind of, I guess, reiterate that, that this is something that we are proud to represent, but uh, we didn't create this ourselves, which, thank goodness, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that smart. So, you know, okay, let's wrap this up. So we've just shared a ton of awesome content, ways in which to overcome the hurdle and get to, you know, a better financial outcome for the people you truly love. I mean, what, what a great, you know, Christmas present to offer that conversation. Now, if you don't want to do all of that, if that seems to, uh, if, if you're having setting the t- table, setting the teaser, scheduling a time, and having a really basic conversation around your story, if that seems too much for you, just connect them with us. We're, we're doing this all day long. So I have found over the years that just a simple email connecting us both together really works the best. So literally you just write their email address and then my email address or Holly's email address uh, and you can go to hello at nyafinancialpodcast.com. That's hello at nyafinancialpodcast.com if you don't have any of our email addresses. And just include their phone number and their email address, and we'll be sure to reach out to them once or twice at the most to see if they'd be open to connecting with us. The email itself might just be as simple as, hey, Sam, or hey, Susie, 
I'd love to introduce you to Mark or Holly to see if some of the strategies Mark and Holly have shared with me and I've enjoyed so much would add some value to your financial journey. So please be introduced. I mean, that's as simple as it gets. If you want to sample text on how to email or text your friends, uh, go to our download. You know, we've got a, a way to get to that. All you have to do is, again, email us at hello at nyafinancialpodcast.com. And in the subject line, ask for today's uh, episode uh, and just let us know that you'd like the uh, download. Uh, that would be the, the worksheet for today's uh, episode. So just type episode 68 into the subject line of the email. And we'll be sure to get that freebie to you. So uh, any other final thoughts, Holly, as we wrap up? No, sounds good. So hopefully this is just kind of some um, helpful tips for you as we go into the holidays where we talk about all kinds of things. Um, but hopefully this will maybe help you have a slightly you know, more meaningful conversation with some of your mm-hmm. family or, or your friends than you otherwise would. Sure so. beats talking about politics around the, the <laughs> yeah. Christmas ham. All yeah. right, great. So thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you and your friends think different about your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.